Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to Karsmanski Podcast. This is your host, David Karsmanski, and today we'll be going into the most important news that happened in the last 24 hours in my segment that I like to call Lunch Break Car News because I'm doing these on my lunch break pretty interestingly. Uh, not as a big of an episode today. It's Friday after all. Everyone's preparing for the weekend, but still some pretty interesting things to talk about. And with that in mind, let us get started. And let's begin with the rumor and teaser section. First one coming from Tesla about their new Roadster that is supposedly entering production in 2022. Tesla is saying that the most important part was to test the new battery system and the three motor setup that we see in the new model S Plate Plus. So perhaps this will be the base for the Roadster itself. The Roadster, of course, was delayed multiple times as the company was focusing on important models like the Model 3, Model Y, and perhaps even Cybertruck. While now Musk is saying that the engineering will be finished this year and they're aiming to have a release candidate design drivable by late summer with production, again, starting in 2022. Perhaps the question is, with the introduction of the Model S Plate Plus that is able to travel 520 miles to have top speed of 200 miles an hour and have 0 to 60 miles per hour time in 1.99 second, the performance of the Roadster was announced earlier is achievable. So what will differentiate it from that model? Well, uh, the 0 to 60 time was promised is lower, it's 1.9 seconds, uh, the top speed is increased to 250 miles per hour, and the range is also increased to 620 miles, all pretty achievable depending on the size of the car. The most interesting part of the car was teased by Musk on his Twitter account, which mentioned that it should be part rocket, which is an ambiguous statement and we're not sure what it is, uh, but it is there. And he even replied, Musk even replied saying that uh, it can fly a little and uh, it will be part of the special upgrade package. And all of that should be revealed fairly soon if they're planning to really produce it in 2022. And as a reminder, the car was planned to start at 200,000. So perhaps with all the rocket tech, it can be even more. Another exciting electric model that's based on Tesla's competitor, Porsche Taycan, is of course the 2022 Audi e-tron GT. It was teased once again uh, in a regular Audi fashion and we'll see it pretty soon. As a reminder, the premiere is happening on February 9th. And the car already has been in production since December, although it hasn't been officially revealed, uh, but we've definitely seen some prototypes rolling around. And while not offering Tesla stats, it will definitely see it earlier and for much cheaper than the new Roadster. Perhaps to continue with the trend of electrification, there is some rumors or speculations about the new Jeep Gladiator 4XE plug-in hybrid. The rumor comes directly from Jeep's global president, who mentioned that they're planning to electrify the Gladiator, uh, but didn't offer any additional details and... It's not that hard to deduct that uh, as Gladiator is sharing the components with Wrangler, that Gladiator 4XE is definitely being developed. Perhaps Jeep is trying to see how the Wrangler 4XE is performing before unveiling the Gladiator. And 4XE even being a hybrid and not appreciated by purists, 
actually offers impressive uh, stats. It's powered by the 2.0-liter turbocharged engine with two electric motors with a total output of 375 horsepower and 470 pound-feet of torque, which is quite a bit for the Jeep. But for now, nothing is officially confirmed, although I wouldn't be surprised to see it arrive someday. Yet, it's not all about electrification, as a capable off-roader without any hybrid or electric system has been spotted recently. I'm talking about the new Mercedes G-Class 4x4 squared that was camouflaged, but for what reason, I don't know, because it really stands out and it's hard to confuse it with anything else. I don't know, a lifted Defender, perhaps. 4x4 squared is definitely not afraid of its gas consumption numbers, uh, which probably their customers don't really care. But uh, the car, actually two cars in black and white configuration have been spotted recently. And just like the older model, uh, they do have the beefy fenders, white tires, rear mounted spare wheel, extra LED light bar on the roof rack, and of course the portal axles. The G-Wagon 4x4 squared should be coming sometime later this year as there's been a few spy shots already and looks like the car is close to production form. And continuing with the SUVs but going back to hybrids once again, uh, there's been another car that's been spotted recently, it's the brand new 2022 Ford Expedition Hybrid uh, which will be the first hybrid for the Expedition model which is based partially on F-150. Well, the new Expedition Hybrid is expected to use the PowerBoost V6 setup, which includes the twin-turbo V6 3.5-liter EcoBoost with electric motor and a battery, made to 10-speed automatic transition, transmission and making 430 horsepower and 570 pound-feet of torque, which again is pretty good, uh, but perhaps with the battery and electric motor it will weigh a little bit more, but the numbers are still pretty impressive. The hybrid should be offered alongside with the regular EcoBoost V6, um, so there should be a few options available for potential buyers. Although the hybrids, again, they're not getting too much love these days, uh, but if you look at the stats, they actually offer pretty impressive ones. So that's just an option for the people out there who want to spend a little bit more to be perhaps more environmentally conscious, in their heads at least, and have a little bit more power on their hands. And now that we're done with rumors and teasers, it's time to talk about some new cars. Uh, first up stopping at the Ford Mustang Mach-E that from now on will be also produced in China, for now only for the Chinese market, in a move that's similar to Tesla's where it started production in the US and moved their production to China and initially announced the production to be for China only but then started exporting these cars to Europe. Uh, perhaps uh, Ford will employ a similar strategy once the dust settles. As of now though, uh, the Chinese Ford Mustangs Mach-E will be produced uh, in China for the local market with slight additions to the look. Very slight though. The Mach-E will be produced in flagship GT trim, which has 480 horsepower and 633-34 pound-feet of torque. 0 to 60 is 3.7 seconds and a single charge gives it 250 miles of range, which is not that bad. And another 
Ford model that I want to touch upon is the new Ford Bronco, which has some tricky lease payment calculations, uh, which kind of tells you that whenever you're shopping for a new car from different brands, definitely should look not just at a sticker price, but at lease payments as well. An example, uh, we have the two-door Bronco and four-door Bronco uh, that cost 36 and 39,000 respectively, but the lease payment on a four-door turns out to be around 500 per month, while the two-door will cost you 534 per month, which is interesting because the cars will have different residual value. Ford is planning that the four-door version will be more expensive at the end of the lease, and that's why the lease payments are lower. What's even more interesting is when we compare the base versions of the big Bronco and the Bronco Sport, where the base Bronco will cost 419 per month and a smaller Bronco Sport will be 450 a month, which is again very interesting and shows you how tricky the car buying world is. Next up, an interesting conversation about the Tesla Model S and X, the updated version that features the yoke steering wheel that resembles that of fighter jets and interestingly national highway traffic safety administration is not sure whether it is actually legal uh, they said that at this time they cannot determine if the steering wheel meets the safety standards and be reaching out to tesla for more information in the meantime the internet is split between whether they like the new steering wheel or not um, I tend to not like it as much. I prefer the classic look. And as a result, there are some pictures online that show the new Tesla Model S with the regular steering wheel. So we're not sure if it actually will be an option or not. I guess we'll keep a close eye on that one to see if the yoke steering wheel will be eventually approved. Finally, a piece on the not so new cars that are at the same time new. Let me explain. In the US, National Highway and Traffic Safety Administration is now letting the low-volume manufacturers, that's 5,000 car and less, to build small numbers of replicas and kit cars that resemble the classic cars that are at least 25 years of age without doing any safety standard processes like uh, crash tests and others. The only thing that they need to make sure is that the car is compliant for emission standards, but in terms of looks and designs, as long as they resemble the car that's 25 years old or even older than that, they don't have to do safety crash tests, which is a big win for low volume manufacturers as those tests actually are costly. They may not be much of a burden for Volkswagen or Toyota to produce uh, millions of cars, but um, for smaller outfits like the DMC that's planning to build a new DeLorean, definitely a win. And with new cars section being done, let's move over to the official industry news. First one's pretty interesting, it's the Hyundai-Apple partnership that is still not clear where they will be going because some Hyundai executives are now saying that they are really considering the move as they don't really want the company to become the next uh, just a factory for Apple. They want to produce their own cars and not only produce cars for other people, in, including Apple. They're concerned about the fate of the companies that produce components for Apple and they can, be, can invest billions of dollars into their factories and research and development and then just be dropped by Apple to produce their own thing. So, 
definitely their fears are legitimate. And while there are short-term benefits of working with Apple, long-term, the company is not so sure. And according to them, they're agonizing over to do it or not. Next up, great news from Jaguar Land Rover that posted one of its record quarters so far. Definitely improvement on a sloppy 2020 year. And they posted 439 million British pounds pre-tax profit in the final quarter of 2020, which is great news for them because they've been struggling lately. And with the whole Brexit thing going on, uh, some were not sure about the future of the company. Well, now looks like they're back in business. And in part, the sales were driven by an increase in China, where they gained 19% compared to the same quarter of 2019. Um, in the other markets, the things weren't moving that great, but uh, Jaguar Land Rover is optimistic about its future, and we hope they continue pumping their very good V8 engines. Where things are not doing so great is in Corvette C8 production where it has been delayed once again. This time there's a one week suspension due to supplier issues and C8 so far looks like a cursed model for Chevy. Although their sales are really high and their customer base has definitely improved compared to the older generation, the production has not been the smoothest with the union strike, coronavirus shutdowns and now another delay in production. Uh, the customers exactly are not happy uh, with the delays as uh, there's been a lot of demand for the car, but Chevy's trying to pump them out as much as they can. And definitely the latest delay is not happy news. Finally, another reminder of Volkswagen Group's Dieselgate with Porsche that it should stop sale for some older cars with the Sport Chrono package. The cars include select 2012 to 2016 Boxster, Cayman, 911, Panamera, and Cayenne models and allegedly they don't comply only in the Sport Plus mode as normal and Sport modes seem to be a mid-correct amount of emissions um, and the company had to issue a stop sale on them meaning uh, if the dealer gets their hand on one of these cars they can't sell it unless the uh, issue has been fixed and for this one Porsche is saying it's a simple software update that will update uh, the information on the engine side over how many emissions it should emit. For the ones that are currently on the road, Porsche is saying that they are safe to drive and uh, there is no need for further action unless they get a notification from Porsche because they say that not every specific model is affected. Interesting to see that Dieselgate is rampant after all these years. And that's it for today, guys. Not as full episode as the last couple days, but still pretty impressive and exciting stuff. Like I enjoyed some pieces about Tesla with their new Roadster and the new yoke steering wheel. Uh, definitely good to see Jaguar making profits again. I was very interested to see the differences between the leases of all Bronco models. As always, I appreciate you listening. Thank you very much for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any feedback, feel free to reach out to me. I'm available on pretty major social platforms with Karsbensky tag. Thank you very much for time. You guys have a great weekend. See you on Tuesday.